Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, I'm Jamie Winstone, and this is my greatest night ever. We've had some goodies. <laughs> and I got into the pool first, because it was a mega party. We've got my beautiful Princess Julia here. This is the corner of our little mind, isn't it, Julia? <laughs> we have bougie bitches out here. <laughs> That's, That's so like inspiring. a miracle. It's a, it's a miracle. <laughs> it's so amazing. Might be raving to that garage tune in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest night ever, delivered by Zach. Oh, well, hello, 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 and welcome to Jamie Winstone's Greatest Night Ever. I am excited, I'm ecstatic, and I'm a little bit nervous because I've actually got one of my best friends in today, Miss Melanie Blatt. <gasps> Hi, I'm Mel from the 90s. <laughs> Mel Blatt from All Saints, who's also... Um, just done MasterChef, who came in second because she's complete Don. And um, I'm so excited to have her in. But sadly, Princess Julia, what? Where, where are you off to? You can't be with us today. I'm so sorry. I've got to leave. Oh, my God. You've I've just... got a very important... Uh, I don't if, know have you got, got a date? You've got a bougie date? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've just got to go somewhere. Oh, she's busy. Yeah, I'm doing a spin class. Oh, she's doing a spin <laughs> class. I've got to do some PE. Yeah, you go and do your PE, get your spandex okay, on and go and, the... go and get physical. I, I'm gutted. I can't join you. you well, you know what? You know, it's Mel. Evening. <laughs> on this great... Greatest night ever. On oh, this greatest night ever. But I know, you, I'm gutted, but, but I, I have met Mel. You know time. Mel, don't I you? I know Mel actually. Yeah, she's, she is adorable. She's a mega babe, yeah. and she's um she's so cool. And I'm actually really intrigued to know about her greatest night ever. Apparently, I don't know it, and I'm quite offended because I'm not on this greatest night ever. Also, it's really nice to hear about some of your best friends' nights that you don't know about, and it it sort of fills in the gaps of what makes them so special. What do you think our greatest night ever is then? Is it something maybe from her childhood? I don't know, but I feel like it might be food related. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't realise she was such a foodie and then she goes and comes and run her up for bloody MasterChef. It's all a bit surprising right now. But I'm I'm buzzing to have her in the studio and I'm sorry that you can't be here. Gutted. But yeah, you go and get your spandex on. You go and do your spin class, Princess Julia. Will I uh, continue with our greatest night ever? <laughs> She's skiving everyone. Put that in the book. Okay, got a dash. <laughs> oh my God. Well, really excited. And here we have Miss the Beautiful from the 90s, from the All Saints, food extraordinaire, Miss Melanie Black. <laughs> Let me talk to you about our wonderful sponsor, Zap, the convenience delivery app which delivers drinks, snacks, essential groceries, over-the-counter medicines and much, much more in minutes 24-7. It is my absolute go-to whenever I'm in London. 
mid-party when you've run out of chilled champagne or tequila or just simply want snacks and ice cream for your spontaneous movie night with the kids, Zap has you covered. So whether you're having the greatest night ever or a quiet night in, download Zap today to try for yourself. Miss Melanie Blatz. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Mel. How are you, babes? I'm so good, thanks. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Mel, loads of people might not know this, but we are actually, well, some people might if they follow us on Instagram, but if they don't, lots of people don't know that we're actually very good friends in real life. Besties, some might Besties, say. Besties, I would say, yes, definitely. <laughs> I would say, and I'm very lucky to say. Mm-hmm. Mel, for any listeners or anybody, where... And I think there's two different sides to this story, but I'm quite interested to know, where did we actually cross paths for the first time? How did we meet? At a party. (laughs) And we were introduced by a mutual, really good friend of ours who sadly now passed away, um, Ashley Ward, who was my makeup artist from like 20 years ago with the band. And she had been doing your makeup more recently. And I remember seeing her and her saying... I've been working with this girl. She's absolutely amazing. You will love her. I can't wait for you two to meet. And then we were oh, all that. at the same party and you were wearing a flowery dress. You had big flowers on your dress and you had really short hair at the time. And we just hit off immediately. You, We all went back to Ashley's afterwards and spent the night together as we have done so on many occasions. Yes. And it was just love at first sight. It was amazing. It was love at first sight. It really was. And and yes, to mentioning of Ashley, who brought us together, who's sadly not with us. I can't believe you remember what I was wearing. You and your memory, and you remember what I was wearing and what haircut I have. That's why it, my brain is a strange place. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the first time I met you was actually when I was about... 12 years old and I was at the beach premiere and I I was at the beach premiere and I remember I was 12 because I was wearing a really dodgy cowboy hat and I had my belly button pierced and I thought it was the coolest fucking thing (laughs) ever and I couldn't get into the VIP section and I remember thinking oh Leonardo DiCaprio's in there I've got to get in I've got to get in there and my sister thankfully dragged me into the VIP and plumped me down next to you and Leonardo DiCaprio in the VIP section, I remember sitting there thinking, oh, my God, that's Mel Black. That's Mel Black from All Saints. That's Mel Black from All Saints. Oh, my God, there's Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, my God, there's Mel Black. And I was absolutely starstruck at you. And I had pictures of you on my wall because, obviously, All Saints are major. And I was going to say, and obviously, I'm much older than you, which <laughs> makes me feel sick. No, you wasn't that much. You're not that it's much fine, older than it's me. It's fine. I can take it. No, you was very it. young and very much in your prime and you'd just done pure shores. I actually remember all of us being at that party thinking, oh, this is boring. This is boring. Oh Can you God, believe it? See how the other side lives. It was the most amazing night of my life. <laughs> I got to meet you only Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> so that's actually how we meet. But, I mean, when I'm thinking about our friendship, we have had so many highlights yeah. in, our, in our journeys. And I certainly know, like, one of mine was travelling through on the Eastern Oriental Express. That was just a complete mind-blowing experience. Yeah. It's just magic, that's right? That's definitely up there with one of my favourite things I've ever done, definitely, definitely. But that's the thing with us too. We 
I mean, we, we're often at each other's best. I mean, most nights we end the night by saying that was the best night ever. <laughs> so it's hard to like just like choose just one. Um, unfortunately, I've chosen one. That has nothing to do with you. But You're not even there. That's what I want. That's what I want. I, I want to be enlightened and I want to yeah, also yeah, take yeah, the yeah. listeners on a journey where I'm not involved in and just also feel completely authentic to your emotions on that night. So that's that's a gift in itself. Now I've come to the point in the podcast where I want to ask you, Melanie Black, (laughs) what is your greatest night ever? Are you ready for this? (gasps) It's the night I met Prince. (laughs) Gag, I actually didn't know that. I can't believe it. I mean, it's my one of my favourite stories ever. Or maybe you just weren't listening when I told you, because sometimes you just don't listen. Might have been raving to that garage tune in the kitchen, <laughs> yeah, <mate>. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. But yeah, that is, yeah, hands down my greatest night ever. Because I'm, I'm like, Prince is just like the almighty to me. Since I was like, about, well, whenever Purple Rain came out, that's when I sort of first noticed him. So ever since that time, he has been my my number one. So it took me many years. And I was trying to remember what year it actually was, but it'd be easy to find out because basically it was when he was doing, he did like something like 31 nights at the O2 or something like that. It was yeah. like a long stint at the O2 and he had like the stage was in the middle. And basically where it starts is that... Our first ever choreographer, uh, an amazing man and friend called Phil Griffin, who he actually, he was the one that choreographed our Never Ever routine, became a director. So he ended up eventually directing Amy Winehouse's video, Back to Black. Right. I was actually, he actually asked me to be in that video because it was a very sort of Italian-y looking, like that like 60s kind of like thing. And I was just like, I'm not doing going to be an extra in someone's video you mad I, I definitely pretended that I was busy or something but that's what I was thinking um regret obviously that's we should have the regrets of Mel's life and then because of that video Prince rang him and said I want you to film my tour eventually now it's the tour and Phil's filming these 31 nights in at the O2 Phil asked me would you like to come I'm like that Oh, my God. Yes, I would. So because he's in there with Prince, there was like a, a whole VIP section literally just in front of the stage with like cocktail, like tables and chairs, like, you know, like it was a bit of a, like a bar in front of the stage. Oh, my God, die. So the whole show, I was obviously trying to catch Prince's eye, making like dancing really stupid <laughs> and like like doing like more than all the lyrics and catching people's eye, catching people's eye, look at me, look at me, everybody, look at me. <laughs> And just being a fool. And I feel like Prince maybe might have looked my way a couple of times. In my head, he did anyway. But definitely some of the dancers I managed to get there, was like, <laughs> and they were like laughing at me because obviously I was like drunk. And then that was sort of the vibe I was in. Before the show starts, I need to rewind. Before the show starts, I arrive with Phil and he puts me in the green room. So I walk into the green room where everyone's sort of, you know, waiting. And Hang on, this, this is before I've gone back to the, the beginning. Sh- yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, because I missed, yeah, I missed the beginning bit out because that's the quite important bit. So when I walk in, so I'm by myself. Phil has to go off. So I'm a little bit like, mm, my own in this green room. Jerry Hall's there. You know, it's it's like a proper green room with all these people and I'm on my own. So I'm sat in there for about 10, 15 minutes and uh, no one's talking to me. And then the, the door opens, little head comes through. Amy Winehouse. So I so I see it from afar. Now, I don't really know her, but because I know we've got Phil in common, I feel like, you know, we're probably quite 
the same, really. Not too much the same, but, you know. And so I'm like, oh, Amy, come over here. So she comes over. I think she was with Blake at the time. I can't remember. And she was super shy as well. And I was like, you are right? She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Phil walks in, comes in, and he's like, oh, yeah, and introduces us properly. And then Phil goes, you know, are you going to sing with Prince then to Amy? And he was like, no, I don't want to do it. Don't do it. I'm like, my mouth is like on the floor at this point. So then Phil's like, well, look, go and talk to me. He wants to talk to you. I'm like, that. oh, my God. And Phil's like that to me. Come on. I was like, what are you mad? So anyway, so I'm following behind Amy. And as we're walking, I'm going to Amy, pretend I'm your best friend. Pretend we've known each other for you. Please pretend. And she's like, ah. So we're now outside his dressing room. There's like maybe like five or six people, Amy including me, like just sort of in a sort of semicircle. Prince walks out. And I'm just like, my head has exploded like 10 times already at this point. It's just too much for me. I can't actually, but I'm just obviously like, like I'm just staring <laughs> and all my dreams have come true. So he's like, are you sure you don't want to sing? She's like, nah. And he's like trying to convince her to sing. She's not having it. He's like, all right, fine. So, so everybody goes to leave through this door. Me and Amy are sort of the last ones to go through along with Prince. And this is my favourite thing that's ever happened to me and why it's the greatest night ever. Prince has opened, like, opened the door. Amy's walked through and I've held back to let Prince walk through and Prince has gone, after you. Yes, Diamonds and Prince held the door open for me. This is at the O2. Yeah. And so you've got your own little private area. It's where like, you, you know, there's about maybe, you know, there's about 30 people in there. But I'm making sure that you can see me. And I don't remember where Amy was during that part. She might not have even bothered coming out. Like, she was, like, really not fast. So then the, the show ends. We all go backstage again. And then he was doing a after-show gig at the Indigo, which is around the corner in the O2, right. like a little club. So I get in a car with Amy and her fella at the time and just literally just to drive around the corner so we walk into the end go through like the back the back hang on bit. wait you're getting driven from one bit to the other bit yeah <laughs> right yeah sure bougie 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 bitch anyway so we arrive in the back door of, of the indigo and i see all of prince's band i have had a few drinks at this point so i've gone up like confidence has grown of them i'm like that oh my god you guys were so amazing like you were amazing like the horn player you were amazing you were amazing i loved what you did you were amazing i go to walk off Totally did not clock until I started to walk away. That prince was standing there as well. I didn't tell him he was amazing. <laughs> oh, God. Just the band. <laughs> so that is my greatest night ever. Oh, my God. Okay, we With need prince. to backtrack because I actually do need to know everything about Prince. Um, what was he wearing? What was he wearing? Do you know what? I don't even remember. I don't remember. Was I don't it purple? Really rem- I'm blousy. Yes. No, Come on, let's... no, not blousy. It was such a surreal moment when there's not many people I get starstruck, but well, only like TV celebrities, like yeah. you know, Minty from Spain, like, yeah. people like that. Yeah. So like, I didn't. I just don't know what I was thinking. Do you know what I mean? It's just. I do it's know. Like a dream. It yeah. was just like a dream. So I don't really remember details about it. I remember making full of myself. I remember him opening the door for me, and that's pretty much it. No, but it's still giving me tingles because I actually know how much you love Prince (laughs) and I can't believe you haven't shared this moment with me before and I'm actually really glad because now we're doing this. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What was the set like? Well, yeah, so it was, I mean, there was definitely, I never lost interest in him. I just always kept listening to the same albums, but I wasn't as up to up to date with his newer stuff. So when he did play a newer song, I was a little bit like, mm, wandering eyes, where are yeah, I? Yeah, just now? give the people what they yeah, want, yeah, Prince. Just keep smiling at them, trying to make eye contact <laughs> with anyone on stage. And then but then as soon as like so as soon as like a big tune come on, let's say kiss or something like that. And actually one thing I do remember, I've got a problem in general with remembering words to my own songs that I've sung for the past 25 years. And so singing other people's songs pretty much the same the same thing so I'm trying to like and I these are songs I've listened to a million times in my head so I'm trying to like show them that I know all the words but still getting them wrong so you know what was the atmosphere like because this wasn't the 80s this wasn't the like this wasn't the 90s this was more recent yeah and what was the vibe like I definitely felt like I was the only one losing my mind at bit the you know being there I mean, like I said like when I, when I first walked into the green room people are too cool man I mainly remember Jerry Hall but I suppose like in that room would have been people that maybe knew him quite well so I tell you what the main thing that I felt was alone like in my <laughs> in your own in my experience world. you know like and then and then when we were outside the dressing room again I, a little bit imposter syndrome as well like yeah. I shouldn't be here I am blagging this right now like Prince has no idea Prince is to come out of his dressing room to talk to Amy Winehouse and there's like another six people with him including me he's probably thinking who the fuck are these people um <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, he must have thought it was it was a strange. I know if I if I had come out of my dressing room to talk to somebody, and then there were like all these people with them that I didn't know, I'd have probably and obviously staring very hard at him. I don't think he was staring. I think that's what Prince was doing at the time because he was kind of at the point of career because I think he had changed his name and then come back. So he'd obviously you know had this identity sort of thing and then came back to do these gigs. And it was that time when he was just going around London doing pop-up gigs, wasn't he? He was literally turning up places with his yeah, band. Yeah, was I'm, it? I'm trying to think if that's the time when he opened for a Julia McDonald show yes. or something. With yeah, the he did, yeah. which I, I missed. I don't know, I should actually find out. I could actually just Google it right now. No, no, no. We don't need to Google. We like the memories. We like <laughs> yeah. the hazy memories here. <laughs> well, yeah. um, that's all you get from me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what about what do you remember that's like the stage production? Do you remember what it actually looked like? Was yeah, it like so I feel like it was and I might be wrong here, I've got a feeling it was like might have been his symbol. Ah, like right. The shape of his symbol. Yes. He was moving around the stage, so that's probably why I don't really have like a proper focus memory because I wasn't my and eyes weren't on him the whole stuff. time. Yeah, because yeah, he he actually really just loves the idea of sort of being the lead man and then also blending in with his band, mm. which is what is so fucking cool about Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there anyone you would wish you had taken with you to the Prince gig? Yes, definitely. Like eyewitnesses. 
just so that I had proof that this definitely did happen and this isn't just like a fever dream. That's my next question. (laughs) (laughs) But I do. Phil. Phil was there. His partner, Paul. I would have loved you to have been there. Me too. Me too. And what about Shaz? She's not that bothered about Prince. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. She, She can appreciate him, you know, but like not. Her one's new kids on the block. That's her. <laughs> best, best, best guys. <laughs> Lol. So hang on, you're telling me there is not one photo evidence of this night where you're backstage. You're probably not really allowed to have photos. And again, referring back to my age, I don't think my camera had a phone on it. My phone had a camera on it back in those days. Yeah, it wasn't that phone mad, was it? And I'm was he the sort of person to be like kind of I don't ban th- phones at gigs? I don't think so, but it, we weren't in we weren't in that era of filming stuff. It just wasn't. You just didn't have your phone in your hand in those days, right? And I, I and I definitely would never have asked for a picture. I would have dared ask for a picture. No. So yeah, no. There's no photo evidence. And at the time, did you actually realize? Like once you came down, did you actually realize what a one-off chance experience it was? Meeting Prince, like yeah, absolutely, I did. That, I, like, it's one of my most cherished moments, and it wasn't. It wasn't even like really, like I said, supposed to happen to me. Like I was just having to be at the right place at the right time. I'm sure there was a part of me that after that, after that moment, I would have thought <laughs> there would have been like the fantasies bit of my brain thinking. Did he notice me? Is he falling in love with me now? That he got a glimpse of me, sat in this time we were and asked for those tough, like half a minute. He must have fallen in love with me by then, you know. Those <laughs> those fantasies. <laughs> but obviously, if anything, he's just like, who's that weirdo? Like smiling at me and like singing the wrong words, staring at me, trying to catch my eye on stage. Hey, listen, point. you know, we are the weirdos, mister. Yes. You know, like I think that's that's what brought us together. <laughs> I think that's what brought you together. Do you um do you have any regrets about what happened when you met him? Would you change anything, anything, any part of the meeting or, or anything? Probably when the, the when we, when I congratulated his whole band and didn't even see him standing there until I walked off and didn't say anything to him. That bit, I would have maybe that was probably my opportunity to tell him how much I loved him. But at the same time, maybe that that will make me more memorable to him because I would be that chick that <laughs> congratulated all his bands. I hope he liked it. I he feel like found it funny. Hopefully. I feel like he would. He had that sort of humour, mm. you know, and and like. Anytime I've watched an interview of him and stuff, he, he he's 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 cheeky as hell. You know, he he liked that that kind of flattery. He was never really good with flattery, considering he was so mm. epic. Mm. You know, he wasn't. Well, he really... doesn't need it, does he? Because he knows he's good. Exactly. But I'm, you know, he battled with his own demons yeah. as well. Mm. He was the most human person as well, which is just even more endearing and mm. beautiful. Um, who was jealous that you met him? Me. <laughs> <laughs> But at the time, who um, was yeah, jealous? probably my auntie Karen. But actually, at that time, I wasn't having the greatest time, actually, which, you know, goes back to when I met you. And it was actually that sort of... I'd, I'd been in a, quite a bad place and, and not a great relationship for, you know, eight or nine years. And I sort of didn't really have many friends left. I wasn't talking to the band, the girls at the time. Um, it was just literally me. I had one friend, Martin, and a couple of others. But I didn't, I, you know, I hadn't, wasn't going out. I didn't do anything. Do you know what I mean? I definitely had like, they were the, they were the like, you know, the forgotten years. And then meeting you, it just it definitely changed my life. You introduced me to so many of my now such good friends mm. and, and you know, changed me and, and, you know, just changed the trajectory of my life and just made me a much happier person. The Q fairy. <laughs> the Q fairy. Shake that hat. Shake that hat. <laughs> 
for me, like the ultimate, if he was, if he was still here, you know, and the way he was going with his career, like I would just absolutely crave because I'm such a huge Prince fan and huge All Saints fan with the harmonies and the live band and stuff like that. All Saints Prince collaboration. Well, that is just like would have been the all time. Although I, I, I don't know how I would have felt being in the studio with him. I don't know if I'd have been able to even sing a note. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the nerves. The nerves would have just got got the better of me. I think it was. That, I think that's. Uh, I've spoke to a few musicians um, that I've worked with Prince before, and you know, definitely the nerves of it. Like Rita, who did a song with him, she mm. said he, she, he just. Brought it out in her. He's just such an uh, an earthy musician where he would just be like kind of well, hold himself yeah, down until quiet, it came to yeah, that. Yeah, he's a quiet, unassuming guy. I'm I'm assuming like bits and bobs I've heard about him. I mean, he's not a chatty guy, is he? And maybe behind closed doors, who knows? In bed. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he talks with his William bit. <laughs> oh my god! When did you first start loving Prince? Like, obviously from. Like Purple Rain. Definitely Purple Rain, yeah. And it wasn't even so much the song Purple Rain. like Because I was in love with him too. Like, I was attracted to that man. Yeah. And if he wasn't Prince, I wouldn't be attracted to any other man that looked like that or dressed like that. He's just asexual, isn't he? It's just him. him. He just gives off sex. Whatever it is, yeah. And from a young age, I was attracted to that. So that's weird. No, Uh, it's not weird. It's actually the most sort of amazing thing ever. Well, some, some kids were attracted to Big Bird. So like you've got to see it like that, <laughs> and so yeah, so so yeah, from a young age, and I remember like all throughout my life, I've, there's loads of bits that have sort of been punctuated by Prince moments. Like I remember when my my dad tried when Under the Cherry Moon came out, and I was being twelve or thirteen at the time, and I was desperate to see this film, and my dad took it was a fifteen or something. My dad took me to the cinema and demanded that they let me in to see it because he was my dad, and I he said it was okay, and they were like refused to let me in Libby. and then it, that was another one of those films that I got on like I rented from like the news agents and Blockbusters wasn't even invented in those days so I rented it from the news agents and it never got returned that was I kept that one and I would watch it over one for the over bank over 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 <laughs> yeah. my little 12 year old bank <laughs> you do look back and you think oh, thank 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 God for like artists like Prince to open doors and and allow people and artists to be themselves yeah. and and feel you know empowered and being sexy mm-hmm. and 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 changing what sexy is you know not just by dancing on stage in a skirt and learning how to twerk mm-hmm. like which is very much what it is now. Mm-hmm. Prince pretty much did what the fuck he wanted to do. Yeah. He wanted to wear high heels. He jumped off his speakers. That was his statement move. You know, he made love to his guitar. There was this kind and of Nobody had ever, like, really, like, that was, like, a first for a lot of oh people. Oh, my God, and, it was next level. And for him to then become, like, a, quite a mainstream, one of the main artists of the 80s... Yeah, you know, it's like it's amazing. It's amazing that he managed to like, and he did it his way. He never yeah, because he wasn't really accepted before, like Purple Rain. I mean, he got an Oscar for that. And you know, I think a young black man who talks about sex wears knickers, wears and knickers yeah. and heels. Like yeah. you don't. Oh, thank God for his bolshiness. Thank mm. God for his bravery because mm-hmm. it really did open doors yeah. for so many artists. And also it goes to show the power of music because at the end of the day, if someone likes your tune, it doesn't matter what you look like, people are still going to like it. Yeah, it really does. And obviously, like, distraught. But, like, how did it personally affect you when we lost him? It was 
really a, a really hard time. I and I remember when when it like the tweets and stuff started and the news started filtering through and a few people had called me because they knew oh, they how, how I'd feel and. I was just like, it's not true. It's not true. I think TMZ had started like put something out there, and I was actually in the pub with Nick from my band at the time, and she was like, oh, "This thing is dead." I'm like, "No, he's not." I literally, I refused to believe it until finally it was like the official news, and I was just like crying in the pub, orbs. But it felt like you know I'd lost a loved one, really, because that's how much I loved him. Yeah. And, and I'm still not over it now. I'm still not no. over it now. No, I can't I mean, believe he's not there because you know, obviously, he was he was sort of notoriously private anyway. So it's not like he's in your consciousness all the time. So even though he's dead, is he? You know what I mean? It's not like you don't feel his presence because I'm still listening to his music. I still yeah. follow everything print related on Instagram. So, but it does make a difference because you have had that moment with him. Well, I thought I was going to marry him. Yeah. So that was like, well, no. now what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Literally, I was like, oh, well, that's that dream dead. Then <laughs> I thought he was going to be mine. Yeah, I mean, it, we, there is just a huge, huge hole um, in the shape of Prince, actually, because mm. he wasn't done and he was really still going around doing these amazing gigs. And, and also to find out, you know, afterwards that he, you know, he was on How? addicted to painkillers and he was in so much pain from all the jumping, jumping off the speakers and all that. And, and landing just, in high uh, heels, yeah. which we obviously fucking love him more well, for. Well, you, you're going to have that problem soon, so Oh, God, yeah, I'm going to have to address that problem pretty fucking soon, to be honest. It's creeping up. Prince syndrome. Mm. Okay, that was... Properly amazing, actually. Um, I feel like you've created that night for me and I feel like I, I am personally there and I hope you guys listening do too. Right, so we've come to the point in my podcast where I like to ask all my guests the same question. Mel, what are you manifesting right now? Um, I think as far as manifesting, I just... It's kind of always the same thing. There's no particular one thing. I just, just happiness, overall happiness for me, my mates and my family. And that's sort of all all the, all that I need in my life. For me to be happy, it could take anything, you know, be nice to fall in love. But then I'm not manifesting for a guy to come or anything. That's not really part of my manifestation. It is literally just happiness, just have good times. That's beautiful. I mean, I feel like I'm kind of manifesting that constantly as well. Well, you're manifesting a man for me all the time. Yeah, (laughs) we know that. (laughs) All the time. It's not working. I just want you to get crib, you late. Sorry, sorry. Um, Now, I, so at the moment, I'm I'm actually manifesting. I've just done something that's involved singing, and I would really like to do something a bit more with the acting singing thing. I would love to, I will manifest that for you as well because I would love to see you sing more because I love your voice. Yeah, and I, I, you know, it's definitely unlocked something for me and it was quite therapeutic the whole thing finding my voice so maybe like playing a singer would be like ideal you know Amy Winehouse Madonna Madonna yeah something someone says that someone's already doing that yeah yeah but I've kind of missed that boat you could do like a like 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 an off-Broadway situation you know like a a B-movie with Jamie Winston home video I'm so fucking over (laughs) B-movies I'm ready for the big time, guys. Oh my god, Melanie, thank you so much. That was was so fun, and and it was so nice to be able to like take myself back to that night as well. I'm glad it was amazing, and and we've all been there now. And thank you for sharing that your greatest night ever with me and everyone listening. Thank you. Welcome. 
Jamie Winstone's Greatest Night Ever has been delivered to you by Zap, the on-demand convenience delivery app. My co-host and iconic sister-in-arms is Princess Julia. The series was created and produced by my partner in crime, Mr. Rupert Fowler. Our original artwork is by cartoon extraordinaire Jamie Hewlett. And our theme music is by the cosmically major Remy Mazette. This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. I'm Jamie Winstone and this has been my greatest night ever. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.